ESPNradio.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Doug Brown. Only two Jaguars players did not show up for the team's voluntary offseason program. Corner Jalen Ramsey and linebacker Telvin Smith. Team executive Tom Coughlin not happy about those absences. Coach Doug Marone wanted 100% participation in that offseason program. The Redskins signed defensive lineman Matt Ioannidis to a three-year contract extension worth up to $22 million. Game three times three in the NBA playoffs tonight. Warriors and Clippers tied at a game each. ESPN's Stan Van Gundy says the Warriors can't flip the switch quite like they used to. I still say the Warriors' best is better than anyone else's best, um, but I'm not sure they can summon their best as easily as they think they can. Also tonight, Game 3 for the 76ers and Nets. Sixers center Joe Embiid is a game-time decision. Nets forward Jared Dudley will play. He missed Game 2 with tightness in his right calf. And Game 3 also for the Nuggets and Spurs. Those series also tied at 1. Texas Tech sophomore guard Jared Culver, the Big 12 Player of the Year, declares for the NBA draft. The Red Raiders lost to Virginia in the national title game. A's outfielder Chris Davis signs a two-year extension. ESPN's Jeff Passan reports it's worth $33.5 million. Since the 9-11 attacks, the Yankees have often played Kate Smith's version of God Bless America during the seventh-inning stretch. The New York Daily News reports they're not using it this year after the team was made aware of Smith's history of potential racism. Coming up Friday, the NFL Draft, less than a week away. My top QB, Dwayne Haskins, is going to join us, plus the latest from the NBA playoffs and your shot to come golf at Pinehurst with us. Go look at Wingo Friday, 6 Eastern, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. You damn right it is. It's the Beer Show here on Score North on 1500 and online. We are scorenorth.com. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Store. How you doing, Reavers? I'm good. I'm so sorry that I missed last week. That was all on me. Here's the best part yes. about us missing last week's show. Yes. I got an email from Mary in our business office. Okay. Mary is a, a gigantic fan of, sure. of of us because she's a big craft beer fan. So she sends me an email with one of those little um, voicemail attachment things okay. you play, which I know I'm supposed to understand all this new sure, technology, sure. but she's like, hey, you better uh, listen to this voicemail. There's a guy asking about the beer show. He called... Because he wanted to know what happened with all the, you know, we have really, had, yeah, we've like had some the changes here at, at and, the yes. radio station. So he was extremely worried about, uh, no, I, I called him back personally. He was, was shocked. Nice. Oh, that's cool. And I said, no, th- it was my fault. I had to stay home with my two boys, Snow Day, which I know lit up your yeah, eyes because yeah, you love yeah, Snow yeah, Days, yeah, even kinda. in April. Um, and I said, sorry, it was totally my fault, but we'll be back next Thursday you night. You know what the best part of the whole thing is, is you said to me, hey, Michael, if you want to go do it, with the guys from Elevated, just do it. But then it's so much harder to do what you do than to do what I do. I'm like, no, no, I don't. I haven't thought about it. It's it's a couple hours before the show. I would like want to prep for an hour. Right. But so I just uh, passed and we missed it, which was the first time ever. 
that we we didn't do one. Yeah, you're except right. for like a holiday, like a Thanksgiving. Sure, if it's Thanksgiving, that's six years or without missing one. Yeah. Right? So anyway, so um, apologies to those that called. We're and, back, uh, but we're back. We're yeah. back, and we're better than ever to, to steal well, a phrase we're from we're probably Mike just okay. So uh, <laughs> here we're gonna do. We're gonna get into it. We have not one but two fantastic and special guests for this week's edition, and I'm really really happy and really really thrilled because we get to talk to our girl Jackie from Elevated Beer Wine and Spirits. They have the best bottle shops. In the Twin Cities. And oh, by the way, a little award just came out this week, courtesy of City Pages. Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits was voted the best liquor store in the Twin Cities. And for once in my life, I agree with City Pages. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm totally joking. Uh, but a huge honor to you guys. Um, you guys do have the best bottle shops. So congratulations, Jackie, Thank to you, you, to Ryan, we to Tom, are, to Jim, to everybody. We are so excited. We're so proud of the hard work that all of our employees put into making our store the best and it's nice to finally be recognized for it yeah that is cool uh by the way in south minneapolis at hiawatha in 42nd and in wiper lake at highway 61 and 4th street in downtown wiper lake so congratulations that's a really really cool honor uh so let's get into it uh kind of a timely guest this week wouldn't you say jackie yeah so when uh when we're going through the list of who we were having i saw oma gang and was told it was based on the Game of Thrones beers, and sure. I said, I want to be there because I am obsessed with Game of Thrones. And it has nothing to do, because you typically, when you come on the show, it has to do because, uh, explain explain your connection to the show. It's usually because well, you're a cider fan. I'm a cider fan. Mm-hmm. I am gluten-free, so I tend to have an extra interest in uh, cideries, distilleries, people who bring out some gluten-free, gluten-free gluten-reduced beers. beers. Oh. But this week, I mean, I just love Oma Gang in general. She was in the office when me and Ryan were going through the schedule. She's <laughs> yeah. like, come um, right over here. Right over to that Maybe. one. Right. So uh, Oma Gang is the guest here in the beer show. And we should probably lay out the, the reason that it's so timely because Game of Thrones kicked off their, their their season on Sunday night. Why it is timely for you guys to be here on the week that Game of Thrones season 785 uh, launched on Sunday night. Yeah, well, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I want to give another congratulations to these guys at Elevator for doing a hell of a job. And absolutely. getting awarded that awesome award. Um, but yeah, we uh, I've been on here a couple times before to talk Game of Thrones, and we are releasing one of the final beers in uh, collaboration with uh, HBO and the Game of Thrones series. So obviously with the season premiere of the series finale, it was uh, of utmost excitement and anticipation over the past few weeks. And so we just released that beer about a week ago, I think on April 1st, and most stores that got it are you know sold out pretty And what, pretty what was special about this beer? So we made a, a little bit more of a special beer as far as just the process. We took a Belgian golden strong ale uh, and brewed this beer with... Uh, white wine grapes, uh, Pinot Grigio to be specific. And then we fermented this beer with champagne yeast, uh, Mm. which we are already making Belgian style beers and already have very, very attenuated beers and very, very carbonated beers. So using champagne yeast kind of steps that up a notch and also gives that little, you know, nod to celebration. Sure. Like Uh, a celebratory beer. So this couldn't be canned. This has to be in a bottle because the can would pop pop open, right? Absolutely. Um, Very similar to, I think I might have talked about it last time I was here, but we officially released a a brewed IPA, which is very similar to that concept of you can't make the best brewed IPA in a can Mm -hmm. if you want to make it as carbonated as as that beer should be. Sure. Uh, You have to have that in a bottle and go through bottle conditioning. Uh, Same reason why you wouldn't be able to keg that style of beer. That's so cool. So let's rewind the clock even a little bit further uh, in terms of the relationship that you guys have with with the Game of Thrones at Omegang Brewery because I 
Absolutely love this story. Yeah. So so walk the listener through kind of the history between you guys and the show itself. So really, I mean, it goes back about, man, it's got to be about seven years now, six or seven years, uh, where we are still are uh, a very small farmhouse-style brewery in upstate Cooperstown, New York, kind of in the middle of absolutely nowhere, to be right, honest. Right. Uh, really nowhere close to giant civilization, certainly not close to uh, <laughs> HBO and Times Square and all that fun stuff. However, our beer does very, very well in New York, as that being our home state. So when executives and producers are having some beers uh, at their favorite watering hole um, after coming out from the offices, uh, they came across our beers as they came across the idea of creating a beer that would be in collaboration with Game of Thrones. So they they wanted to keep it local for them, so they had looked at a couple different New York breweries and came across, obviously, us and looked at our culture, where we're at, what kind of beers we're making, uh, very, very iconic Belgian, French-style beers, uh, and really fit the mold of, you know, we're not like a large production yeah, brewery. Yeah, Brooklyn Brew wasn't going to work. Yeah, they're right? I mean, fantastic beers those guys sure. make. It just wasn't quite the fit yeah. for what Game of Thrones sure. is looking, very kind of rustic, outdoors, you know, mm-hmm. farmhouse kind of style. Even your name fits. is, you yeah. Know, yeah. You mean like even upstate, our logo? You mean yes, like upstate New York? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, our logo. A lot of people think that we're just Lannister fans because it kind of relates <laughs> to that, uh, but obviously we are not. So, uh, yeah, they they approached us, which is a, it really shocks a lot of people when I tell that story that we didn't approach them. They actually approached us, and I, like I said before, um, the president CEO at the time wasn't actually interested in it. Uh, he thought it was you know HBO; they were going to be too big or something like that. But he also didn't know the. The show. the show and and the following that it would bring and so when our brewers and marketing guys specifically heard about it they're like no we're doing that we really need to consider <laughs> this it's such a hard show to express too because if you say okay in the first episode a brother's having sex with his sister and then they throw a kid out a window it's a hard thing to describe right but that is the first Spoilers. episode huh that's the first episode of all <laughs> yeah. things if you haven't seen it by now too bad yeah. did i just spoil it <laughs> no half the world just said I gotta go watch that. They throw a kid out the window? Did you not know that? That's in the first episode. You've never seen it, have you? I'm gonna be full disclosure here. I'm very familiar with what the show is and how popular the show is. You can say that. But I don't say it. But I've never seen an episode. And here's why. Here's why. I'm really familiar with how sex works, but I've never had it. So (laughs) no. It just um, isn't the same. It, It is. Well, uh, Trust me, you got to see it. That's you an see the odd show. yet interesting analogy that you present, uh, Mr. Yeah. Fratelloni. Um, no, I, I, I admit, it's it's kind of like, Jonathan, chime in here for a second, because Jonathan, I know you guys won't be able to hear him because he, 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 you guys don't have headphones on, mm-hmm. but Jonathan is our resident soccer expert. I never rip soccer. Okay. I, I, I'm personally not a fan, mm-hmm. yet I, I understand how massively popular it is worldwide, yep. and I don't take that away from the sport. Okay, is that is that kind of a fair assessment to yeah. Game of Thrones? I That's I fair. know how popular it is, and I appreciate how widespread and how you're not mad at it. No, God, no. <laughs> I just it's just one of the things that I just haven't gotten into yet, and I I'm not, not going to apologize for it. Okay, it's, let me, it's streaming now. You can catch up real quick. Yeah, so, you okay. can take right, two days right, to watch right. it all. Sean, let me ask this. Um, Jonathan's still mad at me, by the way, because I haven't checked checked out the new uh, craft it's, beer it's, bar at, at the awesome. United States. I am yeah. upset about that. All right, we'll you, we'll you talk get about, over there. All right, we'll get over there. So, what percentage, if you know this number? Is your relationship with Game of Thrones and I'm a game? How how big of beer is that for you guys? And what's going to happen when you don't have this beer next year? So obviously we're we're always looking to innovate and focus on our year-round beers. We mm-hmm. fully understand that this is not a forever type it's of thing, thing yeah. um, especially that's coming to a very big realization now. Um, but we're going to continue to innovate and try to come up with different beers that we can utilize year-round. I mean, we're not going to be able to replace Game of Thrones. It's sure. just not going to happen. Sure. If you know the answer to that, call me up. Let me know. <laughs> They're going to reboot Sex in the City. <laughs> there, there you go. go. You know. 
know there's there's Sam, always in the city Sam, beer. No, no. That's gonna work. we're overthinking work. this. No, 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 oh, no. What is it? Beer show beer. Oh my See, god. We are just as big. We are the I'll Game of Thrones of AM radio beer shows. <laughs> right? Make it happen. There we go. Get you guys up to Cooperstown. Yeah. But is this figure some, out what we want to taste? Is this something that because of the the legendary status that this show is, and I and I I could be completely wrong here, but this is kind of something that could still live on for a while because of the massive popularity of the show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll or maybe, st- or maybe the show wouldn't want that. I I don't know the answer to that. We don't know the answers for the foreseeable future. We know what's happening now. We know what's happening towards the end of the year. We will be doing one more final final beer in the That's fall. Cool. All right. uh, we're putting that together right now. Obviously, a lot of it's under wraps just because of how it's going to have to do with how the Please show is going to end and stuff like that. So it would be so cool. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll figure some stuff out. We'll have a gift pack that we actually put a, um, a, a post out to the fans of game of Thrones earlier this year and had them vote on all of our past beers that we've done their favorite ones. And we're bringing back the, the three that were voted on in Very a gift cool. pack at, cool. uh, for the holiday season. So I'm curious when you, like Mike was alluding to earlier, when you have something that is such a, uh, it takes such effort and so many resources to put into because it's got to be perfect because that's the way you guys operate. I mean, you also have to focus on other beers and other promotions and whatnot associated with your brewery. Yep, absolutely. And that's why we're putting a, a lot of attention and focus and program behind our year own beers. Like I mentioned, Brewed IPA is our newest beer. Um, we feel like we're making the best version of that beer that anyone can. Again, for a lot of the reasons, the, the high attenuation fermenting that beer down to absolutely nothing, uh, coming out with actually a negative negative gravity reading, which is almost impossible. We have So beers. what does that mean, what negative gravity? So we're using actually a special enzyme to basically create that, uh, invigorate that yeast to ferment all the way down, eat all the last so residual sugars. So, so it's so, clean, crisp, yeah, right? So our beer is clean, crisp, effervescent, big champagne-like mouthfeel, mm-hmm. big champagne-like uh, head on the beer. We're actually also going to be bone dry. The clarity of this beer is also fantastic. I've seen a lot of brute IPAs that still have this haze to it. But sure. if you're talking about brute, you're talking about champagne. It's got to be clean. Name me a champagne that's hazy. Yeah. Uh, it's not really out there. I'd no. probably try it. Yeah. <laughs> in, in this in this uh, area, in this today's drinker, yes, they probably. Yeah, you never know. Before. There'll probably be one out there. Um, and uh, one of the actual nice little side effects of doing all that is you get a nice low calorie beer. So actually, uh, brute IPA for us comes down to 140 calories, and for a craft beer, that's. Uh, Quite low. Yeah. Um, we also have our, our other two main beers are uh, Rosetta and Pale Sour, which we actually collaborate with our sister brewery in Belgium to make. So we're making a classic traditional Belgian sour. Rosetta is one aged on cherries, and then Pale Sour is a nice classic clean sour. And uh, those are kind of the, the big hitters that'll pull us through. And, you know, that'll be our everyday stuff. Game of Thrones has been fun and awesome. We're going to continue to have a lot of fun with it and never say never. I right. mean, we thought that this For the Throne beer that we just released mm-hmm. up until about October, November, we thought that was the final beer. And then it's like, oh, we're, we're going to do make one more. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gang Brewing Company is the guest here on the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And uh, two tastings this weekend can be featured at both locations this Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at the South Minneapolis location at Hiawatha and 42nd. And this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake store at, uh, on Highway 61 and 4th Street, excuse me, in downtown White Bear Lake. You can come and you can sample Oma Gang beer and you can do it for free, for free, for free. So, Jackie, I have a question for you. Yes. Because you guys at Elevated do such a good job. You have your finger on the pulse of what your consumers want. And, you know, you guys get educated by what they want just as much as you guys like to educate the people that walk through your door. So I'm curious, 
How far in advance are you hearing from people that want to know when the Game of Thrones or when when's Omega coming out? I mean, how does that how does that work, and when do you really start hearing about it from the people that come into your stores? I think some people are more ahead of the game than we are. <laughs> um, we had some beer, certain beers. We have people calling and asking for before we even know they're coming out. Okay. Um, for the Game of Thrones beers, luckily Sean was. Nice enough to tell us, I think it was probably back in October that we talked about this beer and this beer show. We didn't even know when the show was premiering, so we were kind of guesstimating with Hit Perfect that we went the weekend after. But, um, wow. yeah, it's uh, it's hard to tell when and how much because if you got one person coming in asking every day for the same thing, you don't know how many people actually are right. going to get it. Right. Um, yeah, or, I mean, yeah. like, so uh, you equate it to kind of like what I refer to as um, the lunatic fringe where you might hear from about 1% of your audience sure. and typically it's negative uh, in, in a radio sense or social media sense because sure. no one's going to go, man, that was a great show. They're just going to enjoy it and they're going to move on to their next thing. Yeah. You know, t- in a, in a tip of the boy, I think it's I just well, yeah, insulted I get, people. Yeah, I think, and I didn't I think what you're trying to say is that you're you looking for both. more compliments is what yeah. you're saying. You, you yes, want please. more compliments. You please. get the, the beer geek, which is a, not a negative connotation no. thing. You get the beer geek and the Game of Thrones geek, yes. and when they come together, that is a powerful geek, right? Because that well, is two it passionate things. It's like things. the Power Ranger geek. Yeah, yes. it's, it's. I mean, it's that was one of the best things that we got out of the whole deal. I was going to say, yeah. So, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to understand that process, yeah, yeah. and For, to just be introduced to the Omegang brand. I mean, yeah. a lot of yeah. people would have never, because we are in that beer geek world, yeah. a niche kind of brewery, and to find that, you know, no negative connotation, but that mm-hmm. Bud Light or Middle Night drinker to come to our world. That's a great thing. The converting like, huge power yeah. to have, mm-hmm. and that uh, on a platform that like HBO and Game of Thrones is one of the only things that's going to get us there. What were you well, going to say? Like, I think it was two years ago before I started buying and really got in deep on you know the ins and outs of the the brewery and everything. Um, I bought every one of the three that came out that year, and they're still in the bottle because I can't drink it because gluten. Mm-hmm. But I still bought the bottle. Because I'm that obsessed with Game of Thrones. Wasn't this cool. one, yeah. Is this one of the beers that you go online and you see the bottle and it's like fifty five dollars and it's you worse realize than that the first beer we did they had empty bottles on on Craigslist and stuff going for fifty bucks. That's what I was gonna say. It's, yeah. the, no, it's the no empty bottle. That's what was, I need to have that empty bottle. Yeah, Isn't Iron that fun? Blondale was uh. going like that when we first released. It was the first beer we wow, ever did. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. I mean, I, I know again. I know that it's popular, and every time there's an episode. If I go on Twitter, that's all that I see, which is good, which is cool. She loves it. She loves it. You would never think of my girlfriend as loving this show. Nuts for it. But isn't the show basically softcore porn for everybody? This is the first episode, (laughs) and the third, and the ninth. Gratuitous sex and violence is the best Uh, way I like to explain it. Well, okay, fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. There's a lot more politicking, and you know. So I'm curious with a beer like this because everyone is so amped up for it and so geeked up for it. Is this? I mean, are are we going to sell out in a couple of weeks? Yeah, a couple of okay. Um, So most of the stores are already gone. These guys sold out. We uh, since we knew we had the tasting coming up, we did hold back a case of the uh, for the north for the throne for the throne. Um. So we do have some for the tasting that we're saving for the Minneapolis tasting. Got it. Um, I didn't get the update today where White Bear is on it. Okay. 
Probably the same. Probably, Probably the, same. the same. Our wholesalers sold out pretty quick, and all of our retailers sound like they're selling out pretty quick, if mm-hmm. not already out, because everyone wanted to get theirs for the premiere. But guess what? There's still five more weeks left, so there's anything that's still <laughs> on the shelves is going to be gone. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. That's pa- fun. Pace yourself, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so uh, before we let you go, uh, anything else that we need to know related to Oma Gang Brewery outside of the of the Game of Thrones euphoria that everyone's going through right now? Not really. I mean, like I said, I just want people to get out there and try out that new brood IPA. Um, we really think that we're going to be the benchmark of the style. It's a, a up and coming style that's been around for a couple months now, but has been trending. Uh, and again, the the lengths that we go to make that beer as best as we possibly can. We're pretty proud of that one. Has the brute IPA, I was going to ask you this, has the brute IPA grown to such a degree now that it's its own category or does it still fall under it's, a different It's uh, still, different I mean, category? it's eventually I guarantee like the BA will create. Because like, I'm that seeing it more sub-category. and more now. Yeah, that's yeah, why I was there'll wondering. There'll be a subcategory created. I don't think it's actually been officially created yet, but this style really just started taking on its own life. Really, I would say just December, November, December of last year. Because so. I don't mean this with any disrespect whatsoever, but I kind of equate it to the sour beer, where when it first started, it was like, okay, it's okay. But now sour beers have gotten so good right. that I kind of think of Brute the same way, where the first time I had Brute IPA, I was like, not for me. But I've had some now recently, like, well, this is pretty good. Yeah, and you know, that that whole subcategory with Brute IPA has been ongoing and people are figuring it out. And like I said, we've, we actually had been working on that style for about a year already. Yeah, We just kind of got lucky that this trend was starting to hit when we were about to release ours. And we were one of the first national breweries to release a brewed IPA um, to the market. And then obviously you've seen a whole bunch more out there. So we're hoping that uh, ours will stand alone and uh, we're pretty confident that it can. By the way, you guys, Jackie, you ready for this? Yep. Yep. Bus 37, Faribault, Minnesota, Chris Reavers. I rock the brute. What's up, ladies? Really? <laughs> brute right here. Nice. Brute right here. What's up? Smell good. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, my God. Here comes, the kid. here comes the kid with way too much cologne on right now. Oh, isn't that the best? Oh, just slapping brute yeah. all over the place. I don't need a shower. I smell good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyway. Different all right. brute. So different, what's different, different brute. brute. Totally different yeah. brute. Does yeah. not taste like cologne whatsoever. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, two tastings this weekend in South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd from 5 to 7 p.m. That would be tomorrow. And 3 to 5 p.m. on Saturday at Wiper Lake at Highway 61 of 4th Street in downtown Wiper Lake. You get the sample, all my gang beer, and you get to do it for free, Jackie. It's a no-brainer. Yes. I think you're doing some dual stuff, too. Uh, I think we're going to stick with the Omega on this okay. one, okay. and then uh, we'll come back in July and have some of our import brands. Awesome. We Thanks, man. One too. Mm-hmm. And by the way, people want to find out more information about Oma Gang. Where can they do that? OmaGang.com. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. And uh, Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, all over social media, all over the place. Where can they find it best, Jackie? ElevatedBWS.com. Yep. ElevatedBWS on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram for the Minneapolis store. ElevatedWBL on all the same. Awesome. You're the best. Hang tight. We're going to come right back. Do not touch that radio dial. You're listening to The Beer Show live on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome back to The Beer Show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. It's Reavers. It's Fratelloni. It's our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. The award-winning bottle shops in the Twin Cities at Hiawatha 42nd in South Minneapolis and in Wiper Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street, downtown Wiper Lake. Jackie is here this evening, and you get the pleasure of not one but two guests this evening. You guys are just so lucky. You don't even know. Yeah, this is pretty a, a pretty big honor, a really, really big honor. So why don't you introduce the next guest, Jackie? Yeah, so we've got Prize Brewing with us. Um, they were supposed to be on last week, but... <clears throat> I know. So many, so many 
yeah, messed up. <clears throat> I had to, I had to stay home. So I, I apologize for I that. So God. I think it was God who messed up. You think so? Yeah. That's why he made me not turn on my mic too. When I was Got talking. <laughs> okay. All right, we're off to a flag start of this segment. Uh, so you guys have uh, you guys have been around. Well, first of all, I want to I want to. Here's how great Elevate it is. So I go there <clears throat> far too often uh, to get supplies for my for my home because I I, I like beer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a craft beer drinker. I have a lot of guests that come over, uh, so I always need to have the garage fridge stocked at all times. So I went to the store. And I always ask Jim when I see Jim because I have to do whatever I can quickly to get him to stop talking. So I say, give me a couple of recommendations. And he said, I know that you like the hazy IPA. Mm -hmm. And he said, try this and try this. And he handed me the can of mass hysteria. (laughs) And I got home and I had it. And I texted Ryan and Tom and I said, holy bleep, this is my new favorite hazy IPA. And not knowing that you guys were going to be coming on the show, this happened maybe a couple of weeks slash a month ago or so. So, A, congratulate. Well, A, welcome to the show. But, B, congratulations on what is a fantastic, hazy IPA. You guys should be proud. Thanks. I appreciate that. And thanks for having me. Yeah. So, let's um, let's get into it. So, how how long has this beer been a part of Prize? Uh, the Mass Hysteria we launched to market uh, just under two months ago, so it's definitely a newer addition to our lineup, uh, our newest year round, in fact. And uh, yeah, we're just pumped, and I'm impressed that you pronounced it right. People have been stumbling through the pronunciation a little bit. It See? is, in fact, Mass Hysteria. So, and I, I have to imagine too, with kind of the hazy IPA craze, that this kind of took on a life of its own a little bit at, at, at the brewery. I would assume. Yeah, we actually, when we went to go on the production scale, we actually made two and a half months what we projected to, and we actually sold out in like two weeks. And so it was, uh, it's been very challenging to get that beer back in the tank as fast as possible. So it's been, uh, it's been received very well. Reavers, can we do something? Let's have Why a little not? test. It's our okay. show. We can do whatever you we want. You and I both love this beer. Yes. Okay. And what I want to do is I want us to take a sip of it, describe what we're tasting. Okay. And because you remember what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. And then I want the actual brewers to say, that's what we were going for. Oh, no, it doesn't have chocolate flavor in it. And it doesn't <laughs> smell like chocolate. But can you do that? Because I'd like to hear what they were trying to do. Here's what I'll do. Here's this what I'll is do. very, very good. Take a smell of mine. All right. Right. And take maybe just a tiny sip. I know you can't. Okay. So take a. I mean, I'm getting a huge orange smell. I was so, just going right? to say, I'm. Here's what I love about this style of beer. And here's where now. The beer shows, the beer show hosts are going to either congratulate or severely offend the brewers on the show. So what I like about a nice hazy beer is, as Mike just described, it's got that orange zest Mm -hmm. to it. Not orange peel because that sounds offensive, but that orange Mm -hmm. zest to it. It has the hazy aroma. It has the hazy texture. And yet it doesn't bite nearly as big because some sometimes i think brewers get far too crazy with it it doesn't need to bite as much as i think some hazy beers do i think it has such a good clean finish if i were eating an orange a hop orange if there was such a thing as a hop orange that's what this tastes like my wife congratulates me on putting a mimosa in a beer (laughs) okay is that is that what it really really kind of so now describe what were you trying to do or did it just come did were you trying to hit this or did it come to this? No, it was uh so the the taste profile is really defined. Um, so the hops that are in this are cryo mosaic, which means they CO two burst the lupulin out of it, which means there's less vegetal matter. 
And then I have Amarillo, which has like an orange flavor to it. And then Centennial has this nice crisp flavor to it. So putting those together and just kind of figuring out the way to do those, avoiding a summarization, making the beer nice and smooth. Uh, it really is uh, a style that's here to stay. And I think it's great and I welcome it. And it's actually harder to brew than most West Coast beers, because if you think back 10 years ago, it was how bitter can we make it mm-hmm. now? It's like, well, this is the new gateway beer. So it's not the blonde beers anymore. It really comes down to like, Hey, this beer is juicy. It tastes awesome. It's a beer, and it's just lovely. You said it's harder than West Coast beers. Why? Uh, because it takes longer to do things in the actual brewing process. Um, so when you do West Coast beers, you typically have like a 60-minute. You kind of go through your 60-minute, 30-minute, 40, whatever you do for your beers. Uh, when it comes to these hazy beers, they're all late edition. Like it's all, it takes longer. You're adding what late edition? What does all that the mean? hops. Okay, so, so like. Think, and you're like, okay, it's brewing, it's brewing. Okay, now jam in some mosaic in there. Yeah, oh, okay. so like if you actually have, if you're making a West Coast beer, initially the first hops you add at 60 minutes are your bittering hops, right? Mm-hmm. So that's when you have like, you remember like ranger or torpedo like those had massive first editions but okay. these aren't like that these are these are these are hops that are added towards the end that and it's the types of hops so it's it's a beer that's actually enhanced with technology and the technology enhancements within the brewing world is these cryo mosaic hops where there's no vegetal matter and it's just the lupulin powder that goes in there which is completely dissolvable and so it goes in there um your your aromatics are all those late edition hops and so, so how you are you it, for quality purposes are you tasting this the whole step of the way to like hey i'm there i mean i know you have a recipe but but things can taste a little different the ingredients coming in right yeah but there's a lot of things that you can do as control so like i know what this beer is so like when i first put this on the large scale system i mean i i know what it tastes like when it's fermenting when it's super Mm -hmm. sweet when it gets drier drier to the end um i know what my my hops smell like where they're at. I know when this beer is really done. The okay. big thing about this beer is really about conditioning. This beer takes a long time to make because the amount of hops are in it. So it's just, it's awesome. It's the, uh, it's the, uh, it's the tropical, it's the mango, it's the citrus that are really pay tribute to the technology and the hops that we're using. This is absolutely a destination beer. Um, and I've kind of become the resident hazy nut job and mm-hmm. people are always asking, you know, well, this, this is the new one the the mass Hysteria from Prize Brewing Company, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's my new favorite hazy IPA. I'm not even I'm not even bashful to say that right now because that's kind of my jam. That's my style. I I I, I fully admit that I've bought in. I've become part of the the cliche, sure. you know, uh, type of IPA drinker. But I don't care because I like what I like. So I'm curious now, Jackie. Here you are, and you've got relatively a, a newer brewery in, in Prize Brewing. When you are are you seeing people coming into the store that's saying, I want this style, or, or is this a go-to recommendation for you guys at Elevated? It's a little bit of both. Um, I think uh, Prize was one that, um, like we were talking about last segment, where people were coming in asking about it before, well. Before you carried before it? I, before we carried it, before I knew about it, because Jim is the master of all. But that happens all often, those, but, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yep. Um, but they were one that we wanted to get in as soon as we possibly could. So once they started distributing, we brought them in immediately, and it's been a great addition to our, our beers. Yeah, I know, uh, to Jackie's point, we launched with just 32 liquor store partners in November. We launched two brands, our Royal Raspberry Sour and our Miraculum, which is where we were most known for until recently. And then just recently have added two new brands, uh, the Mass Hysteria, Chris, which you seem to be loving. Oh, my God. And uh, our main squeeze, which is a Lemon Lime Blonde. We think it's really a spring-summer banger that's here to stay. Now, is this the one that's in the yellow can right here? Tell me about this one. Yeah, it's the yellow can with all the fun little sort of 90s throwback color swatches on it. Um, it's kind of our 
us saying, yeah, we want to play in that kind of sparkling beverage shandy world, but with a beer. Um, you know, so it's got nice fruit puree with the lemon and lime essence with that, but you don't get that sweetness. It finishes crisp, clean, blonde. So I'm curious, you guys are are, are new, you know, you're, you're re- relatively speaking. Um, so, and I was first introduced to you guys not that long ago. Are you still kind of getting that? Like, oh, you guys are new, but you guys have been around for a little bit, right? Yeah, we started, uh, released our first beer actually was, we were the, from what I know, we were the only brewery that opened up with just one beer and that's Miraculum. Okay. And so at that point I was brewing it, cellaring it, uh, delivering it doing everything for it for two years, kind of to get that brand recognition out there. And then that really was able to get that and show the banks that, Hey, like we're serious about this. And then we opened up our facility, uh, June, a uh, year and a half ago. And now we're actually going to have our two year anniversary on June 15th. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been great. It's nice for me to have a creative outlet. Uh, all, as much as I love Miraculum, Miraculum is always my go-to. Uh, even right now, it's but always your first my, It's always my it's my shifty beer. Like <laughs> as soon as I'm done, I have a miraculum. Um, but it's nice to show people that we can do multiple things. And so the hazy beers, just it's incredible. It's been a great experience, and we're doing wild sours and doing a lot of things. So it's nice to have that our own kitchen per se as our as our uh, production facility. All right. So before I put you on the spot, tell yeah. people where you guys are located. So we're at 1401 West River Road. We are downtown, basically downtown Minneapolis. We're called Near North. It's on the Mississippi River. Uh, we're across. Uh, the Mississippi River from like Halls Island and Boom Island. So Elsie's and we're basically just beyond the North Loop. So we got family friendly and everything. Super too. friendly. Yeah. Yep. We have a in-house kitchen where we rotate uh, chefs and we give it's a kind of like a chef incubator kind of what we're doing right now. So it's really fun. Yeah. We Jeremy spoke to it. We've got our two year anniversary coming up. I think last time I checked Facebook in like February, we already had 6,000 people interested before we even tossed up bands. It's actually, wow. I think, uh, Friday, Saturday, two day party, music all day and night. And uh, we're the only tap room on the river. So it's just kind of a fun spot. We've got 100 bike parking spots. It's uh, you know, a unique kind of chic, different feel. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot and have you share the story that you were sharing with us in the green room about going through the process of becoming a dad for the first time Uh-oh. and the recipe for the beer that because I I think this story is great. So so yeah, so we were like we're like we yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, so I. So at this point, my my son is four months old, and so four months ago, or within that time, or slightly beforehand, um, I was like, "We need to, we're gonna make a hazy IPA," and so I had to really figure out how to make this work. <laughs> and so, yeah, four months ago, uh, my wife went to labor, and so I was at the hospital, and so I just started. I had time, and so I just literally had to sit there, and so it probably took me a good couple of weeks, and I had to put this thing together. And by the time uh, you have a child and go back to work, right. I, I came in, I literally slapped the recipe down. I'm like, it's done. Let's make this. And they're like, okay, let's go with it. And I it's, love uh, that. It's great. But so. that's that's the kind of thing where, see, Mike, when you went through that process, did any creative spark you know, come no. through? Yeah, me either. No. I was <laughs> like, what time does a football game start? And I think I have baby poop under my foot and my <laughs> fingernail. <laughs> So but, it's, but it's also oh, when you have when you're put under that kind of pressure where you're like this has to happen and you start making happen. decisions yeah. and you start like just going. So that's amazing because my dad was just complaining because he had to get a turkey sandwich from the vending machine. So. Yeah, right. You had to come up with a whole new beer that's going to change your revolutionize your whole brewery potentially. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is internally, you know, Jeremy's that guy who's going to frustrate you to no end until he makes you happy at the end every time. So we were busting, you know, his chops every day until he came back, even knowing he was having a kid, because we needed that recipe. Happy ending, Jeremy. That's what we call him from now on. There it is. There it is. Mike's first innuendo at 6.40 p.m. Congratulations, Michael. Thank you. Oh, well, I was going to get back to you, because my second son was born on Black Friday, and uh, we're in a split household where we're half gophers and half 
Hawkeyes. And for Hawkeye football fans, they know that Black Friday is we're playing Nebraska. Yeah. What times, you know, so all of all of my in-laws are coming into the room like, well, can we get the Hawkeye game on? I know you just had a child, oh, but funny. let's get the. I thought you were going to say you wanted a 50-inch flat screen that day. So you were out at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. on Black Friday. No, you didn't. Well, let me let me ask this here. I mean, when you go to market as a new brewery mm. with just one beer and no tap room, right? So that's uh, that's not so easy. But your costs maybe are down because you don't have a tap room. But you're not selling beers at huge margin mm. like the other people are. What, do you think that could be done today anymore? Do you think even in just that short time period of four years, that still could get done? It's a it's actually really great that you brought that up because I don't. I don't. It's really difficult. So like, mm. if people are going to be like, "Hey, I'm going to do. I'm going to make a beer and just come to market with it and just distribute it." You really need a tap room now. You mm. really need to have an identity so people know who you are because there are so many breweries. So like, people come into Price Brewing, and they're like, "Okay, now I get the whole brand." Sure. It's kind of the incumbents of the whole picture. And so if you're just like, "This is the beer on the market," it's just very. It's it's not that you can't do it. It's just more difficult now. Were you still successful with the one beer? I, or was it like, okay, we need to get our tap room open now? This is- uh, you know, it, it took me like two and a half years. It was three years. And I, at the end of three years, I was like, okay, we're in. Like, this is this mm. is the decision time now. Okay. And uh, we had perfect concept. It worked right. I could tell. Basically, as a brewer, when I make a recipe, it's just like if you had a restaurant, right? So, like, if they have Merak, I'm like, God, this is, this is incredible. It was like the first balanced IPA in the market. And so when people said they love that beer... That just told me, say, head brewer as a cook. I'm like, great, you love my burger. You mm. love you I'm love validated. the flavors yeah. that I like. And so that means that that if people share the interest, the different interests that they like in flavor versus what you can just kind of get. Because there's so many beers out there that are like, this is this beer. They're all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, that if I'm just doing a slight angle off of it that people are like, this is great. I knew that I could come up with more. And that was kind of like the perfect concept. Like, hey, people share interest flavors with me as well. Wow. That's, I mean, so... If you were going back four years, um, or if you wanted to open a brewery today, what would you advise people? Would you say, "Hey, this is a tough market now"? It's extremely tough. It's extremely yeah. tough. Then, uh, and like other breweries are your friends. Like, mm-hmm. so the the one thing that people, uh, if you were to be the first person into this market, and you're like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to start a brewery," it's the biggest thing I could give you a piece of advice is just is just start talking to other breweries. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've done it, and um, and and we're we which might by the way, which might be a little bit, you know. Uh, it's very intimidating. It is very intimidating. Yeah. I'm but sorry. Continue. But it's, but it's just the market. And like, it's, it's yes, there's, there's a lot of breweries and there's a lot of competition, but like, it's, it's all about the main reason and the umbrella over it is that, is that we're trying to make Minneapolis have the local Minneapolis scene, the best brewery in the United States. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're, and we talk a lot and we, you can see that by collaborations. You can see that by like how much people talk to each other or like the guild is very strong here. And so, those are things that are representative of what we stand for here. And I can tell, too. I mean, I, and again, I know I'm fairly a fairly new fan of you guys, but I can tell just from the quality standpoint, from the design of the cans to everything, that you guys really do a good job of of consistency, of quality. And that, that you can tell that that resonates with people like me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, as a brewery, the highest compliment we can receive is that you're tasting consistent product. I know that our production team definitely appreciates that compliment. That's what, that's all we're really looking to achieve is flavors that resonate and consistency. All mm-hmm. right, so if people want to find out more information about you guys, Tapper Mowers, location, things of that nature, everything's available online, I assume? 
Yep, everything's available online, prizebrewing.com. Check it out. Uh, we're open seven days a week, and uh, we've got some pretty extended hours for sure. That's P-R-Y-E-S, prizebrewing.com. Thanks, guys. It was a treat to meet you both. I appreciate it. And thanks for um, adjusting on the schedule, too. I appreciate that as well. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having us on. You'll probably see the Beer Show host very soon, as a matter of fact, since you guys are so close to the uh, studio. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. Uh, Jackie, so you guys uh, you guys carry all sorts of prize brewing, uh, and... Uh, they were a recommendation by me, yeah. uh, or, or a recommendation to me, I should say. And that's how I got to know these guys and why this is my new favorite hazy IPA. Yeah, you know when you walk in the store and Jim hands you a beer and says, "You're getting this today." It's, Reavers, this is what you're. Beer. This is what you're doing. This one right here. And I went, "Okay, sounds good." And and he was right. He was 100 yep. yep. percent right. So he's anyway. rarely wrong. Just ask him. Just <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, as we mentioned before, two tastings this weekend featuring Oma Gang Brewery, the guest that we had uh, at the beginning of the show this Friday at the Minneapolis store at Hiawatha and 42nd from 5 to 7 and in Wiper Lake from 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, at Highway 61 and 4th Street. Yes, we do have a lot of other tastings going on this weekend, too, but those are definitely the, the features that you want to. All over to. social media, too, at Elevated BWS and at Elevated WBL, both on Twitter. Yes, you, at Facebook and Instagram. You did spectacular, young lady. Thank you. You bet. Uh, and you can find more information online at the Beer Show page that you can find online at scorenorth.com. We have one segment to go. Do not touch that radio dial, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Beer Show. Go ahead and play full songs out of break, huh? You know, a wise man once told me across the dial and on the radio station that the best way to do a radio show on a sports talk station, full songs out of break. And I have <laughs> adhered to that song. Thank you, Dan. Uh, it's the beer show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. See, here's what happened. Yeah. We were having such a good time. We were we were taking chatting pictures. away. We were having taking a picture so we yeah. could put it on social media. And all of a sudden, Brendan goes, "Hey, dummy! Hey, dummy! There's a bumper song playing. Get back in the studio." Yeah, he should have played something that would have got us to dance a little bit. It sounded <laughs> a little bumperish. So I apologize for that. But that's the beauty of doing this show. Isn't that cool that we get literally some of the best breweries from Minnesota and around the world yep. with Oma Gang and Duvall and these guys from Prize? I mean, it's really cool. And I I, I wasn't kidding. We were talking during the commercial break. And uh, obviously too long, but I told them, I said, listen, I have to bring my boys to school, to, to, to school. Work, to I have to bring, bring to work tomorrow, yeah. which is all, all good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, is it cool if I just like stop there and check it out and have one and on, on my way home? Yeah. He's like, we are the most family friendly brewery in town. He goes, we've had so many people say that about us. And oh, that's, that's nice. That's what I love about this industry is, you know, for me. I don't go out. I don't, I, that yeah. part of my life is over with. Sure. So for me to be able to, for me and my wife to be able to take our, our two brats, 
somewhere cool where they can just kind of run around and hang out and it's a loose kind of cool environment. That's what I love about these tap rooms in this industry. When do you think that day of you stopping going out, was it with kids? Cause I had this, was it a hundred percent? This, this winter was really weird for me. So on, I have an Alexa at home, right? Yes. And I have at every night at nine 30, I have Alexa remind me of something. And I was getting pretty late in the winter and all of a sudden at nine 30, Alexa's waking me up to remind me, I'm like, oh my God, did I fall asleep before 9.30? And I mean, I wake up insanely early, right? Yep. I, I'm a really early riser, but that's so weird. I'm like, and I'm 48 years old and I've been going to bars for literally 30 some years. Yeah. I don't know when all of a sudden I became a guy who falls asleep at 9.15 on some days. I think part of it is your, your, your desire, because even before I had, uh, children and You're my, my oldest down, is seven yeah. it was just like okay do i really need to go out mm-hmm. this weekend not really so i think the desire to even go out kind of wanes as you get into your late 20s and early 30s uh, i had a good i still have a good buddy tyson wiggly he and i and this is no joke went out every single night for 10 years no and i'm not joking 10 straight you 10 mean, you straight mean sunday solid, to saturday no uh, yeah uh, 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 seven days a week Every single night. And I'm not a big drinker. You actually, I, yeah, I'm on the beer show, all, but yeah. I don't drink very hard at all. But I, we went out to either dinner and had, or had a couple drinks every single night for 10 years. What, a, what age range? That was from, he was younger than me, but I was probably 25 to 35. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was on, and then I got married, right? So, and then they had a couple kids, yep. but it was just not, I, I wouldn't ever, if I was at home at 10 o'clock at night, I had the flu. That was the only reason I was at home. <laughs> It was weird. I, I would come into my house and say, I didn't even know I had something because I'd be so far out of my house. Now I'm falling asleep at 9.15 at night. You What's know, going on? It's interesting that you say that because I was having a discussion. This would have been six weeks ago with a really good friend of mine that owns several bars and restaurants mm-hmm. uh, throughout the Twin Cities. And he and I were having a discussion about and he He also has children, you know, young children. So sure. he, even though he owns places, yeah. he rarely goes out that much. I mean, if there's a, a cool concert, he'll go downtown sure. and then entertain friends of his at one of his establishments. But even he has said, I wonder if the, 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 the society in which we live now is less prone to go up because I remember being that age range of, you know, when I first moved to the, to the twin cities, I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. And from that age to, like I said, about 28, 29, if you went out, and again, I know this is, you know, 10, 20 years ago, but if you went out back then, every place it seemed like it was, it was packed. packed. And I just don't get that sense anymore. You know what I blame it on? Two things. Social media? Tinder and Netflix. Netflix, you can watch whatever you want to watch at your house pretty much anytime, right? Okay. So there's always something on TV. All right. And Tinder, you don't have to go to the bar to get lucky to talk to some people and meet some people. Everything's right? just done on your it's phone. It's just done on your phone. You can be doing it from the toilet seat. Interesting. So oh, I, honest to God, well, but I do think it's a little different. <laughs> By the way, my buddy Tyson still goes out every single day. He's in the bar and restaurant business, so that's all he does. He Got works it. till he's, I, I never call him before noon because he is never awake. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but that's interesting. I never, I never yeah, thought I mean, of it, that. It does. But it, it makes a ton of sense. You know why? Uh, that, that's probably, you often went out to like, Although you got married pretty young, right? No, I was 30 when I got you married. You got married. So, yeah. okay. So, I mean, you went out to like hang out with people and be out and talk to somebody. And now you can social media people. You can be, I mean, you're on Twitter, what, 
hundred times a day. I am on Twitter a lot. I love Twitter. I absolutely I love it. I don't know how even though possible. it's a even though it's a complete and total cesspool mm-hmm. uh, of of negative people, I still love it. But and I shouldn't say that because, in all honesty, a lot of the people that I will interact are either you know fans of this Very show nice or, or fans of sure. GL, yeah. and they're great. Yes, they're absolutely, absolutely. fun to talk yeah. to. But but there, of course, is always just going to be those people. And you, what's interesting is is I never get. I really don't get negative comments kind of pointed towards me in regards to work I do on either this show or, or Garage Logic, mm-hmm. but I will all of a sudden I'll I'll, fo- I'll be following a story and then I just get because everybody's mind kind of just gets wrapped up in a certain topic. You can't help but then travel down that hole. You know what I'd love you to do? What I'd love you in, to invite some of those Twitter people that rip on you and say. Hey, come meet me. Oh, by the way, I'm six foot four, two hundred and twenty five. No, no, I, no, you don't do that on Twitter. But no one would have the guts to say any of that to your face. Oh, that's true. No one. No, would that's that's 100% But they have true. the power of the social media where they can rip on you, whatever. No one would ever see you at an event and say, "Hey, moron, remember?" When, <laughs> that just it wouldn't happen. Well, because what's funny is you know you'll get sometimes you'll get negative email, mm. and a lot of times you respond back. People just think that they're sending it off into the ether, yeah. and no one reads it. Well, I read everything, and I and I try very hard sure. to respond to everyone because for the most part, I've I've always had. This mindset with that type of interaction with people that make an effort to listen to your They're radio your customers. show. Yeah. Because I was once that person. Yeah. I was once that guy. That's how you got on the radio is writing an email. Yeah, right? I, I was once that person that just was a fan of, of radio. Mm-hmm. So I have always made it a point to try to get back to everybody that, that, that made an effort to listen sure. and, and correspond with some Because it's super easy now. Email, oh, yeah. social media, it's so easy. So when I, I remember, I remember this was a couple of years ago. Where it was a kind of a newer listener when we were when Garage Logic was still on the radio station, and I and I responded back saying, "Well, I'm I'm sorry you feel that way, but you know what? Everybody's entitled to their own opinion." And the guy was like, "Oh my god, I, I I'm I sorry." Can't, I can't, no, yeah. he said, yeah. "I cannot believe you responded. Like yeah. I didn't think anyone would ever read this. I just that's why I was so angry." Sure. But he goes, "That showed me something that you made the effort to respond." I thought, "All right, cool. That's all you can do, right? Right." And it's funny when someone has a problem with you. And you turn them around. If you know, we have customers that don't always love Rattalonis. No, and, and, and I call them. Like I call the people. That's what my job is. And I think I, I've made some of the best customers. Yes. out of people that have had problems with us because I'm like, wow, that was you're right. We because did not do right on that. I have always had a firm belief that in this market or this state, the mid, this part of the mm. Midwest, Good people, people like effort. Yep. People absolutely like effort, and they like the fact that if you can show a human side to yourself, that's you know, if you take yourself too seriously, you are not going to last in this market. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Sure. And I, and and you know, all of us came from something. That's why I've I've always subscribed to the theory that if you can provide effort, people will will absolutely appreciate that. Yeah. And no matter what, no matter. Boy, what. did we get preachy in the closing? Yeah, but it, it made a lot of show. sense. Yeah. Well, congratulations on this show. I love it. And congratulations on the Garage Logic podcast. It Thank is. You. I mean, is that the biggest podcast in the state of Minnesota by far? It's it's up there. I, I guess it, it, I don't know. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Just <laughs> I, I can't think of anything that would even be remotely close. Oh, it's been awesome. Okay, well, it, congratulations awesome on and, that and, one. and a really and a really special treat to to be able to be a part of that in that transition from what you know from from one forum Radio to station. another. So. Only 141 shows in on the podcast. I think that's what you're at, <laughs> yeah, and it's by it. far the number one in Minnesota. I, I'm so proud of you. I'm excited. Well, thank you, Michael. Yeah, you're I, I appreciate that. And uh, this was this was a really cool treat because we had uh, one of our favorite breweries in Oma Gang mm-hmm. and. 
I think what's going to be one of our new favorite ones because yeah, it's I getting a lot of good press. I too. am absolutely digging Prize Brewery, and I love this. If folks, I'm telling you right now, this wasn't me blowing smoke to a guest that was on the show. Mm-hmm. I love the mass. Hazeteria, the hazy IPA from Prize Brewing. They're they're gonna absolutely kill it's it. It's delicious, beautiful yeah. can, beautiful taste. So if you missed any portion of the program, you can always check out the podcast and you can find that online at scorenorth.com. My thanks to Prize Brewing Company and also our friends at Oma Gang Brewing. Uh, from uh, upstate New York. They are always gracious with their time and always make an effort when they're in town to come on this show. Michael. Thank you, Reavers. You're the best. We'll talk to you again next week. That's Mike Fredoloni. I'm Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next Thursday night. Until then, (gasps) cheers.